0: You are listening to the Photo Bomb Podcast, with the world's greatest photographers, Bure and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is boo Ray Perry. Joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Greetings. This is episode 85, and welcome to it. 85. Oh, eighty-five. 85. 85. It's been... We've sat down to do this <laughs> it's 85 times. Like my favorite scene in Vacation. <laughs> When he, when he wrecks the car He jumps the car And he wrecks the car And he's sitting there And Michael Anthony Hall Is his son And he goes Man dad You must have jumped the car 85 feet And Chevy Chase goes Not to be proud of Russ And then he turns around And he goes Eighty-five feet. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Eighty-five with, feet. With dads, yeah. we're you know like we're impressed by such dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, that eighty-five like our, feet. I mean guys in general. I don't oh, think yeah. he's guy at all. Guy, dad, at all. Just guys in general are impressed
1: by. There's, a, there's a comedian that was like talking about um, his wife. asks him all the time what he's thinking, and,
0: he, and she goes, "You always say nothing. You don't tell me anything. Because if I told you the dumb stuff that I was thinking of, yes, <laughs> like, you'll never come home. You will never come home, and your wife will meet you at the door." with something like honey you're not going to believe this i just bounced a ping pong on my ball, on, on my head 10 times in a row your wife is, your wife a, a woman never comes at you with something but a guy he will meet you with that I, oh you're not going to believe this that i is just so you know I, it's so, so totally stupid and it means nothing but for us so exciting that is that is so completely true all right so listen one thing we have talked about today uh, is we have to talk about the Canon Mark IV specs because they finally release the specs Yes. And for the Canon world, this is a big deal. The official
1: announcement has
0: come out this of what's past coming week. out yeah. in the Canon and 5D Mark IV. And initial impression, were you, wow, or, you know. What? You know, it's funny because I did one. I did, I'm not
1: necessarily, like, yes, we're going to talk about the camera and what it can do. But I want to talk about um, people's reactions to it. And okay. I, it was, it, what was the, the website that I first saw it on? And we posted it on the Facebook page. And I think it was... Um, uh, I forget if it was F Stoppers or whatever the other one is. Um, but the pe- Petapixel? Petapixel, Petapixel that's Petapixel. the one. Thank you. Yes, I couldn't think of it, man. My brain's not. Well, I drank last night, so my brain's not really working. I'll pull up the Petapixel article. But basically, it was like everybody's were, well, uh, you know, it's just not that
0: impressive. And I'm just, I'm thinking, like. <laughs> What's it take to impress <laughs> what, t-
1: what would it take? What would it have to do? Like, people are complaining that it doesn't have a flip out screen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would break right. that thing right off. There's yeah. no, You know what I mean? The 5D live the ho-
0: view with a flip out screen could be handy though
1: with event photography. Being able to hold it over your head, right? I, I agree with that, but I also know that um I would break it. Okay, <laughs> it would be the first thing to right. go. You know the the amount of Canon service calls for for yeah yeah. I don't yeah. think you need it. I you know I don't think it would add that much. However, you know I I can see what people are saying, but it's like people are complaining about the things that it doesn't have. It adds some pretty pretty incredible functionality to the to the 5 series
0: like what gary uh, hughes what uh,
1: functionality i think exactly? wi-fi is going to be pretty big i think that's really a, i do for me anyway because i'll have it set up in my in my uh studio as i'm shooting they'll go straight to my computer
0: like but let me play the devil's advocate and point out that there's two card slots in the mark three and you can put an i-fi card in the second slot absolutely but the the, the problem
1: with and i'm an i-fi card guy and i've made right. a lot of money you shooting wireless tethered with the i-fi card i love it But it's not great. It's a little clunky. Yes. You know, and it disconnects a lot. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Yes. Where if as long as the the functionality that's built in works well, and I love the idea too of having my images be able to go straight to my phone or something because I'm not going to dig out that iFi card and get it to connect and reconnect and reconnect it. You know, I'm just... It's one more thing, and now that it's built in, I think it'll be a lot easier. Well, my
0: question is going to be: It's built in, but so when you're shooting with two cards, like you're shooting raw to one card, maybe medium sized JPEG to the second card. Now, mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi, what's it going to send?
1: Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. I have to That's see what how I'm the because it's
0: trying to send the raws. Well, screw that.
1: That's- yeah, they they did. Um, one of the guys who works at Creative Live um, is on the, on the social media team. His Name's Casey, and he um, got to sit down with the guys from DP Review. And they did just a Facebook Live video of actually showing you what the camera could do because they got their hands on it. And they got to see some really cool stuff. Like apparently the new autofocus is going to be really, really good. And um, using the live view mode as you're shooting is supposedly going to make it like it instantly adjusts and in focus. Like it doesn't work through the viewfinder because of the mirrors in the way. But when you shoot live view, that click view you here mm-hmm. when you put a live view is the mirror moving out of the way. So you can actually get a live view of what's going to shoot. Apparently, I mean, it's just incredible how fast and accurate and sharp you can shoot using that feature so
0: that will be handy when you are hand holding and shooting groups and there's kids and you're trying to get the kids to look at you and smile because i'll take the camera away from i'll get it lined up and then i'll move my head away from the camera carefully and i'll be like hey hey becky hey look at me becky click click and then i'll go back and it's never squared up perfectly because my hand you know because i can't see it i'm not using you'll almost be
1: able to do like a no look no right. no, no! look autofocus shot, which would be pretty cool. Overall, it adds Wi-Fi. It adds the dual pixel RAW, which I think isn't as cool as we had hoped. Right. We were hoping it was going to be a light
0: field, like a Lightros like yeah. camera.
1: But it, it's, it's, it's got a very – it's doubling the size of the file. It's a
0: 60 megabyte
1: file. 60 megabyte RAW file. Yeah. And it gives you the ability to adjust the focus like – a teeny tiny bit and you have to use Canon's proprietary software because that's obviously not built into Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So you have to use another piece of software although I do recommend Canon's digital professional whatever digital photograph program that comes the disc that comes in the box with your camera i have a friend it's pretty awesome
0: you have a friend guy used to i think he used to rep for canon and he still swears and it's one of those things where you've mentioned it in his presence and he's gonna he's back is gonna get You're it. Talking about mj uh, no i'm not talking about mjx i'm talking about uh, a guy here in tampa and um but who who swears that you absolutely need to be processing your raws in canon's software the color not is better in photoshop it does
1: color way, so it's way like better.
0: no one can process the raw from a canon camera as good as canon can right. and you should be processing your raws in canon software and then you can take them to photoshop to do whatever you want but stop using lightroom to process your RAWs. to do
1: i would say that um it adds an extra step but if you're a real stickler about getting right. the right color out of your camera there's nothing i, I would agree with that 100 percent on the and nikon too like you use the proprietary software to do the color you're gonna you're gonna nail the color but again for most of what you do what i do is digital delivery of everything for all my headshot work and you know everybody's monitors calibrated differently so me getting exactly 100 percent perfect uh color on every single image isn't maybe as much of a priority because i could go through all that trouble and somebody's going to pull it up on their stupid uncalibrated monitor and it's going to look super magenta or something so like it's you know for me i would take a little extra time if i was going to print it but so is that it um let's see i'm pulling up the article right now oh there's a whole article right now on
0: because here's the thing i'm i'm kind of one of those guys that i'm going Eh. 3,500 um you know well
1: that's how much the three was when it came out was not
0: it yeah but my point is that once this the four comes out what's it going to take for me to pick up a three you know i'm not so sure i wouldn't mind just having another three I got a th- I got a three and my backup is a two. Yeah, and what I was I, thinking what, the same thing. What I really like is to get a three and have it stay in studio all the time and never take it out, and and then have a three in studio and my three and my kit for which is beach wedding photography, which looks like it's been drugged behind a truck. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh and, and, and and I don't have a, and I don't have a, I don't have a desire to necessarily do that to another camera if I don't have to. I can't see myself buying the four and using it for the sort of volume beach work that i'm using so
1: let's now. talk about the biggest the biggest upgrades it's got 4k video it's got that's, wi-fi i don't care about the video yeah, that's the thing the so wi-fi is not gonna i think if you're me. a
0: video guy you have to get it because you need the 4k well yeah the it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be beautiful all the more reason why i think you know maybe i get a four i put it in studio and then i can use it for studio video when i'm doing teaching videos or yeah, but promotional still, videos. Like,
1: it's almost like having a, a, a tv that can do 1080p and not owning a blu-ray player you know it's like Nothing broadcasts at 1080p. Still, like, right? Y- even your cable that you're coming through your satellite or whatever, it's still not full resolution that the TV can do. Right. So. I just
0: bought a new TV that's a, a 4K TV, but, but there's nothing to watch. There's nothing to, you can
1: watch in 4K. There are some YouTube videos. YouTube has a 4K ability now, but 4K video is like the next thing that's coming. But I don't think that it's a game changer for me because I, I mean, I can't. I can count on one hand all the times I use the video on my 5D. But if you're a um, dslr cinema person it's a it's something that you have to do to stay current because it's almost like well are are your videos high def are they hd are they now it's going to be being able to do 4k can be mean the difference between getting hired or not getting hired for a job right and so you know you have to keep up with it um the wi-fi is going to be cool it's going to be um you're going to get
0: a better iso range out of the four which is great well there you go see now now we're getting into my ballpark now when we start talking about being able to shoot a wedding at 6400 Instead of 32. Right. Now we're talking. Well, about let me ask you this. If you got one more stop of usable ISO, would it be worth buying it? 3200 to 6400 I don't know that, it would, that that would transfer into $3,500 in extra income.
1: But how much? I mean, it, you'd pay three grand for a new 5D3, so an extra 500
0: bucks. But I don't think you will pay three grand for a new 5D3 once the 5D4 comes out and it's been out for six months. I think you'd be able to buy, pick up a 5D3 for about mm, fifteen to $1,900. Yeah, a well, used one probably. Well, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. They'll drop. They, 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 they will not be within $500 of the price of the Mark IV. I can't imagine. Because Canon would just want to clear their inventory.
1: Yeah, you know, people always expect there to be a big price drop, but they'll just stop producing them, right? And then they'll sell off whatever they've got, and right? Then, you know, so I, I mean, you could, you'll be able to pick one up. It'll definitely be less expensive than the five D four.
0: Well, if it's five hundred dollars less expensive, then no, I'm buying the Mark four.
1: Right, like, right. I need to buy. I need to upgrade anyway. I've had the same camera since two thousand and
0: twelve. Yeah, me too. I think my Mark so, III. Yeah, I, I don't know how many actuations are through that thing, but it's oh, got. Yeah. I got to be rolling it over four or five times a year, so that's fifty thousand. So yeah, yeah it got to be three four hundred thousand shots through that camera. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah.
1: and I and I still haven't had to replace the shutter, the mirror on mine yet. And right. I've been. I mean, it's got a lot of a lot of miles on it. So I got to buy something anyway. So do I buy a five D three or do I buy a five D four? For what you're doing. I don't think that there's enough from... I'm shooting in the studio most of the time. My ISO range, except when... I mean, I shoot
0: about five weddings a year. And so for the, I, I don't, I think it's a, you get the 5d4 if you're just, if you can afford it and you're like, oh, I want the latest and greatest, but a, I don't think it's justifiable from a business standpoint.
1: If it's, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rent it. And this is what I recommend anybody do. Although it is lighter. Actually, I think it's like 75 grams lighter than the 5d3, which is kind of, if you're a wedding photographer and you're carrying that thing around a lot, yeah. that's not insignificant. No. So, you know, it's a, about the same size and it's a little bit lighter. Um, But I think that um, I recommend renting anything. Like when there's a new camera come out, I rent it, I play with it, I use it on a couple of jobs, and I see, is this going to be a game changer for me? Is there something? There are little things that have made my life really, really easy between the 5D2 5D2 and the 5D3 that weren't even, like, listed as a feature. Like one of the things um, when I'm shooting, I have a couple of clients I shoot real estate for. And so when you're inside doing an exposure, On the 5D2, when you're in live view mode, and I use live view a lot to get the basic exposure before I start adding lights, you can't go down below a 30th of a second in live view mode, and it won't give you a live view. It'll only go down. With the 5D3, you can put a a five-second exposure in live view mode, and it will simulate the correct exposure in the live view for you so like just being able to do that because when I'm shooting in tiers I'm shooting at 5 seconds 10 second exposures and I'm not able to use the live view when I do that okay and so that one little feature actually has saved me a bunch of time going from the 5D2 to the 5D3 and that you you couldn't find that listed anywhere as a feature if you were to look up the difference between the two cameras so I just need to get my hands on it rent it play with it Take it on a few jobs, and then I'll I'll make my decision there. What I
0: really want to see is somebody come up with a way to take the DSLRs, and when you talk about shooting in live view mode, so when you're in live view mode and you change your exposure, the live you're, you're seeing an approximation in live view mode of what the picture will look like.
1: Right. It'll show you it'll it'll show you a correct exposure, and then it'll then it'll show you what you're actually getting.
0: Right. And what I love about like the, my little Fuji is it does that on the back as well. But also when you're looking through the uh, eyepiece on the Fuji, you're looking at a screen basically inside. The camera that's basically a live view screen, right. so you can be looking through the viewfinder and do the same thing. Right. So with the Fuji, you can look through the viewfinder at somebody and change your exposure and watch your picture change. Right, and it's, and that's just wow. Is, you don't have to look at your light meter; just look at what the picture looks like. Right, exactly. Until it gets to where you want it. Yeah, and when, and why don't they do that? You know, and you know, and when someone figures out how to, I mean, you can't you do have, it with a mirror. No, you can't it do it with a mirror at all. Right. but it'd be wonderful if they could figure out. Well, you know, it's uh, that's. Uh, what do they call the cameras that don't have the mirrors? Mirrorless. Mirrorless. Ones. Yeah, <laughs> good call, man. Mirrorless. You okay there? I you, I had a few drinks last night. Do you as well. smell burning feathers? I've had a few drinks. So, uh, and also I had to get up at eight o'clock this morning because they delivered the furniture at eight o'clock in the morning. on a Sunday. The furniture. yes. The animals. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the mirror. You, you're talking mirrorless, then. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean, bottom line is, I think it's got some cool-worthy upgrades. I think it depends on what you do if you shoot a lot of video you're going to want it you know if you shoot a lot of events an extra stop iso range and and that i mean you should see the demo they do uh, go to creative lives page and, and and search for the um the dp review guys actually did it um, it, 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 what the how fast and accurately in focus you can shoot in live view mode is unbelievable. The live view mode is so crazily better than the live view in the 5D3. So if you're an event photographer, you shoot a lot of dancing and moving and you you know, you're at a wedding and you're shooting candid stuff, it's going to be a game changer in, okay. ter- in terms of focusing. Um autofocus and fire like you just go if I held it above my head and just went da, 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 and right. kept moving around, it'll find the face and focus on the face like instantly really it's okay
0: well doing you know shooting the horror at a bar mitzvah there you go you got a kid up in a chair and you're your your camera's over your head
1: and it will focus that every single time and you can go and it'll all be sharp okay yeah even at even if you're shooting wide open so i mean it's got a couple of really cool game changing features that aren't as it's not as sexy as when the 5d3 or 5d2 came out and they added you know they added hd video to it and all this other stuff
0: there's what else do you want it to do well, that's the thing. People always, oh, it's, not, it's not well. There's not much left. What else do you want it to yeah. do? it's. I don't. I don't think it's a giant step forward so much as it's just this is the new 5D. And it's got a and touch we've added, some, we've added some new things to touch it. screen menu, yeah.
1: which will be pretty interest, good for on the fly. Like you'll be able to change stuff. And on I read. Uh, on the
0: I read somebody said that the touch screen menu they liked it so much that they think that people will stop using the buttons.
1: You know, it is it is possible. You know, we've just gotten away from using buttons on our phones; everything's touch screen. So, like, yeah, I mean, it, again, I got to get my hands on it. I'm going to play with right. it. But I think just the um, the Wi-Fi, the extra stop, and the live view focus is going to be are going to be worthy of an upgrade. But again, I don't think it's game changing. But I think it's got some really really cool features added to it. And so, uh, you know, I'm definitely I don't think I don't see myself using the um, dual pixel raw very much. No.
0: I don't see myself no. doing that. I can see you using it before I would use it because maybe in a case where you're doing a, an actor's headshot and you want to make sure you nail that eye focus exactly Yeah, but then right. I
1: have to shoot the entire session in dual pixel raw just to maybe the one that one's not going to come out of focus because right. there'll be one right after it that is in focus. Right. You know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, it's a cool idea and I'm interested to see where that technology goes. Like, if they expand on it, like, maybe... It becomes a thing and then Adobe will start to work it into their products where you'll be able to adjust the field of focus a little bit. So that part I'm not as excited about as I was and once I saw what it actually does. And so I think I'm the most excited about the uh, the Wi-Fi extra range, touchscreen, and then the Live View autofocus. I think should be pretty cool. So well,
0: that's three or four things to be excited about. You yeah. just mentioned right there.
1: Yeah. So and, and 4K video. Who knows? It's nice right. to have it if I need it. You know. Mostly it's like so. You know, I have friends that do wedding cinematography. They're like, Hey, can I borrow your five D three for a job this week? I'm like, No. <laughs> yeah. Never lend your equipment. Don't lend it or rent it to other photographers just use
0: your own stuff so I went up to Jacksonville
1: yeah oh, how was that it was great I, was I went done? up there
0: and spoke at the uh, Jacksonville uh, guild I've spoken now at every guild in the state twice have you that done, was the have only one have you done Miami uh, yeah twice I haven't done Miami I've done no wait my, oh, that's Robert no, Stolpe's once. group I've done Robert Stolpe's group once I take it back once I've done I've done West Palm Right, right. I've done them twice, uh, but uh, that's right. I thought I'd done them all twice, but yeah, no.
1: I'm booked to go down to, to um, West Palm in October, September, and. Like and they I, emailed me. I
0: haven't emailed them back.
1: I know Robert asked me to come down to Miami the next day, and I was like, God! And it's like our it's our schedule starts to pick up again, and we're crushed. And so right. I'm like, I just I've been traveling so much. I was like, I just can't take one. I just can't do add one more thing onto it. You know.
0: So one of the things that happened when I was up there was uh, gave the program, broke my tablet. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny too because okay, so my program five minute photography. I talk about um, math, believe it or not, in the program. I talk about Common Core mathematics in my program, and I talk about. How uh, the way that they're teaching math now is the way that photography is always taught. And it's one of the reasons we have so much trouble learning it. And so I talk about that a little bit. So I'm getting ready. I'm sitting in my hotel room. I'm getting ready to go over. Okay. Now, I've been watching friends repeats for the last hour and a half. On TBS or whatever, waiting yeah. to go, and they're playing the final episodes. Uh-huh. So we are now on the final episode, and we're coming up to the moment I have been waiting an hour and a half for, which is the moment when, when he when he wh- says on, when he says into the phone, "Did she get off the plane?" And she, got Rachel, off the she got plane. off the plane, yeah, right? I've been waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this moment, and then. Here comes my wife on the phone because Samantha is home and she has a math problem she's having trouble with. Ah. So now I'm, I'm, I'm talking to her, trying to help her with her math, missing the thing on friends and running late for the thing I've been sitting an hour and a half waiting to leave for. <laughs> And, my, and Samantha's crying. I don't understand this. And, I'm, and, and all of this around a math problem. And I'm about to go down here into a room and talk about how math is so hard to learn now and why. And so it was all just a perfect storm of things all related to one another. And then in my rush to get there, my tablet falls off my cart and smashes. Mm-hmm. Which, let me say this about Jackson. This is so fantastic. Uh, so I spoke. I did my thing right. So when it's finished, uh, Michael Joseph uh, comes back in. He goes, Bure, could you uh, leave the room for a minute? We have to take a vote on something. And I was like, okay, sure, it must be some vote thing. So I leave the room so they can take their vote. I find out later, no, it wasn't a vote. Michael took up a collection to help pay for my broken tablet. Wow. Right? Gotta love MJ, man. I know. I, well, I was just like, and I, I'm like, no, he gave me money. I'm like, no, get, put it in your scholarship funder. He's like, no, you know, it's a long drive up here, and we really appreciate you coming. And so we took a little collection to help pay for the tablet. So, I mean, so it took a $200 tablet repair and made it much more manageable for me. It was just a wonderful, wonderful gesture.
1: They're, they're a great group up there. Yeah, That's some really, really wonderful cool people up
0: there. And then the next day. I go to Kevin Floyd's house to see Kevin's studio. Definitely. Kevin makes me come to his studio. Now Kevin, Kevin Floyd is the carrot top of photography. <laughs> let me tell you something you about Karen, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Floyd. So first of all, I'm supposed to be buying. He has a rail system right. like you have, and I'm going to yeah. buy it from him. Okay. So I call him. I'm, I, I text him. I'm like, I'll be there tonight. Bring the rail system. He's like, oh, no, you have to come get it. I'm like, what? But He's I don't wanna, forcing you to come to his studio. It? He wants me to come to his house. Yeah. You must come to my house, he says to me. You must come to my studio. It will be worth it. I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, I just wanted to come home, go home. That is so an- unbure, right? But there. I will. But I will. <laughs> I'll come to your studio, fine, and pick it up. And of course, he was one hundred percent right because Kevin Floyd. I like efficiency, but Kevin Floyd He's a maniac is the nth it. degree yeah. when it comes to figuring out the best way to do He's something. He's the Michael Jordan of of systems. It's crazy.
1: He really is. It's really yeah. cra- I mean, there's,
0: there's, <laughs> if, 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 if there is any possible way that this could be done better, Kevin Floyd's going to figure it out. Absolutely. So yes, I went, I saw his studio, which is in a small space in his home, and I'm just furiously taking notes on all the little things that he has figured out in terms of how to do everything. And I told him, I said, if I come to your house, I'm going to see what you're doing that you are doing now that replaced the rail system that you had that I'm buying from you. Right. And when I see that, I'm going to want that. I'm probably not going to want the you're rail gonna system. You're going to ruin
1: yourself for sale here. And right he
0: there. said, that's okay. And that's exactly what happened. I did not leave so the So what is he doing system. instead? He's doing, he's doing a magnet wall. A magnet He is doing wall. a magnet wall, which I have done in here. I have put metal plates, and you can't see them because we have a thing up, but if you look way over there, you see the metal plates in the wall, then there's magnets attached to them. So I took metal plates, and I sunk them onto the wall there, and I've got big, powerful magnets, and I can take a backdrop and just stick it right to the wall. That is cool. And what he does is he goes to Serendipity Backgrounds, and they make these great it's, – it's like a canvas, but it's not – but it feels like a canvas, and it doesn't wrinkle. And you get them like five by seven size. Is this one here one of them? No, this isn't one of them. Uh, that you're he's, we have a big blanket hanging over us here to try and cut down on the noise. Uh, but it's uh, they're five. He buys five by sevens, and you can you just roll them up and stack them in a corner. And he just takes it out, snap, snap, uh, magnetizes the top two corners, and then rolls it down, pop, pop, does the two bottom corners, and it's perfect. And you can roll it right down to the edge of the baseboard and make it look like wallpaper. Whatever wow. you want to do. And, then when he, and if he needs to change it out, I mean, you, he changes about so quick. Now, he has a roller... Uh, electronic roller background system as well. But I think the only reason he has it is because someone was selling it at a dirt cheap price and he bought it. He bought, he, anytime a photographer sells a stuff. Oh my God, God. Kevin buys everything. Yeah, he buys everything. Yeah, he's very proud of that. He, by, if have you're going you out of business, Kevin's going to know about it. Have you ever seen him stuff.
1: teach? Have you ever seen his program? Yeah, oh, sure. Uh, he, uh, so what he does is he takes, he brings a, a gigantic SUV and he, he puts everything <laughs> he owns into it and then he sets it <laughs> he really all up. He really does. He brings more stuff to speak than anybody I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like it. He literally brings up everything that's a good idea that he's ever thought of, piles it into a vehicle and then he sets it up in front of the group and then he literally runs around from prop to prop Telling how smart this right. was and how this works and what cool thing this does, and it's literally like I, he, he in his bio, it's like he's the Martha Stewart of photography. I'm like, you're not the Martha Stewart, you were the carrot top of photography. He's amazing. He's and, a and, prop comic photography teacher.
0: And he buy, he's, he he's like, <laughs> oh, he's got he's got big rolling tool cases, yeah. you know, big rolling tool. He's got big rolling tool cases. He's like, yeah, these big rolling tool cases. What you do is wait till the day after Black Friday, and then go to Home Depot and stuff. After Black, these are always on sale, and, and then they go on. They need to get rid of them after like Black Friday. The ones that don't sell, sell. So you you go buy these for like a hundred bucks or whatever. If you open up one of those drawers, you know, when you see a movie like Mr. And Mrs. Smith or, or one of those movies with a hitman and he goes in, and he opens up a cabinet and suddenly it's like tick, 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 all the lights come on. All yeah. the guns are perfectly arrayed. And yeah, right, okay. Right. That's Kevin Floyd's, uh, cabinets with all of his photography stuff. You pull out a drawer and it's perfectly every flash, every, uh, all of his batteries, every accessory. They are perfectly organized, exactly everything in a, in a space, everything where it should be. Uh, and you just want to, like, I want to work in this studio. Lined up like Steve Jobs' sweater collection. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. He wears the same clothes every day so he doesn't have to think about it. He does. Kevin does. He wears, he wears like the same clothes every day because that way he doesn't have to think about it. That's so funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I love ideas. the magnet idea. What a cool, what a cool if especially if you're limited in space well here's the thing here's the thing it's a great idea and then come to find out you know he didn't invent it because when i went to serendipity backdrops to buy some backdrops um they had a little video there showing the backdrop and the guy was like so you know if you are putting these on a pole or if you have a magnet wall so he so they know about it they do it too and you can just tap tap now you know it's not going to work if you're using a, a 20 by 10 uh you know Thick uh, muslin, uh, you know, that's a lot of weight for a magnet. You have to have a pretty solid magnet to hold that up. But when you're using 5 by 7s you know, you're doing mostly upper body. Yeah, just want to use five by sevens. He's just got a little bucket in the corner with like you know seven, ten of these things sitting there, and he can just pull one out, unroll it, tack it to the wall, and go. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, David. Yeah. So how did go with Jacksonville? How's your your new program?
1: You un, you unveiled it. For it's
0: good. It was good. It was good. Uh, you know, it's so hard once I get to the point where I'm actually shooting and trying to teach lighting. Because there's just so much to teach, right? You know, and I keep finding myself like this is the same program I'm hoping to do at Imaging in 2017, uh, and I've, I've already applied for that. Hopefully, 2018, 2017 know, oh, already decided. 2018. Yeah. in 2018, this is the program. So I'm trying to refine it down to a good hour and a half, you know, for Imaging, and uh, I think with Imaging, I'll probably focus more on bounce flash than anything else because there just isn't enough time. Right. There isn't enough time.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, when you get into teaching photography, the reason that these workshops yeah. survive is because you just can't <laughs> teach everything. No, you Even really can't. Even if can. you had three full days, you couldn't, yeah. you know, it's, there's a lot to know. But I love the idea of the program, of the five minute photographer, like being able to walk into any situation and go, I'm going to create a professional looking image. Go. Within five minutes, Within five or minutes. less. Yeah. And,
0: and, and I learned to do it because when you're working with sunsets, you know, everybody likes the golden hour. You know, you take a family out to do portraits, and you the golden Everybody hour. Everybody likes the golden shower? Sure. The golden hour. Oh, gold, like sorry, golden, golden hour. hour. They okay. like the golden hour. The golden hour, sorry. Totally not even going to touch that.
1: <laughs> That's what she said.
0: <laughs> the golden hour. But <laughs> sorry. Sorry. if you are doing a beach portrait, beach wedding, the golden hour is great. But when the sun is right where you need it for the perfect photograph, where the sun is right behind them and hits them just below the shoulders, mm-hmm. but it hasn't hit the ocean yet, mm-hmm. you have literally five minutes, maybe ten minutes to get that In shot. Florida, especially. Right. Yeah. And in that time, you've got to get bride, groom, full length, half body, close up of each individually, then do two of them together in at least two or three different poses, vertical and horizontal. And you've got to do it in 10 minutes. Silhouette. <laughs> yeah, silhouette. Lit, and it's all yeah. got to be done in 10 minutes. So you really got to be able to move fast. So I wanted to teach this system. But what it really comes from, also is teaching photographers so many times, and you know this, you'll teach somebody and you'll be teaching them off-camera lighting or bounce flash and... Some people just get it, and some people just struggle with it. Yeah, Struggle, struggle, struggle. Like the inverse square law. (laughs) They just struggle (laughs) with it, and I couldn't figure out why some people get it, and some people just struggle with it for so long. And then I finally realized, I think, that the reason is it has to do with how we teach it. Right. It has to do with how we teach it. If you take a a photographer, you take five photographers who are good at it, and you take them into a room with a model, and you say, take a picture of this, and then... Everything that pops into your head, the order that it pops into your head, write down exactly what you're thinking. All five of them will approach it from a different way. Right. One person is saying, I like that background. That's the background I want to use. Another person is saying, ooh, I like that natural light. That's the light I want to use. Another person is going, oh, I want to use off camera. They're all coming. And then tomorrow, if you brought the same five guys into that room again, they'd all approach it in a different way than they did the day before. Probably. And when you try and teach somebody that you know here here's 20 variables and every time i come into a room i start with a different one whichever one pops in, well uh, that's just so hard to teach somebody so what i did was i came up with a system where you follow the same steps every single time and this helps you ease into it easier if you know that you're always going to start with this, this then this then this then this a b c d get you to your get you to your goal and then eventually once you've done that enough You'll start to improvise.
1: Well, let's talk about that for a second. Like about gurus and photography teachers. Gurus, gurus. Here's the thing that um, I think the way that I like to try and set up and teach is that um, I'm going to give you a something like I'm going to give you a safety net. I'm going to give you something that's going to work, and but at the same time, I'm never going to tell somebody how to shoot. I'll be like, if you're stuck, if you don't know what to do. This is going to work. Sure, And that's how I did combination posing. That's how I do every type of lighting. Anytime I teach anything, it's like, look, you're going to figure out your own way to do this. But if you can't think of something or you get stuck or you're just starting out, this is a really great tool to have in your repertoire right here. This is for this is for your toolkit. But, like, what irritates me the most is when photography teachers like, this is the way that it has to be done and I'll always do it this way. And so I feel like if anybody is trying to teach you something and saying that this is the way you have to do it, I immediately no, of course my, not. My, my mind immediately shuts okay. down. But what I like about what about your five minute photographer idea is that you're giving somebody a good, a really good starting place. It's a base and a good place to fall back on. It's like organize your thoughts. Right. Because you know when you you know that moment of panic that every photographer has when you walk into a situation and you're on location, right? And it's like, oh crap, what am I going
0: to do? What am I going to do? I've literally had this thought in my head, like Gary, you're going to screw this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's, and I talk about that, and that's absolutely true. And and what's funny is that I started shooting because I you know I pull, I look around, I come into a room, and I'm like, oh, well, I just whatever inspiration I get, and that's what I do. But because I was writing this uh, system, I started using the system to make sure that it worked. And I found myself, even on the beach where, my gosh, I've done this 500 times, I find myself becoming more calm because I had in my head a plan right, every time. Yep. And, and, and so I'm just, oh, I'll just I first do this, then this, then this, then this, then this. And that will get me to my first shot, which is going to be a good shot. And then from there, I can freestyle all yeah, I want. you can improvise on right. top of it, but, but you know, first, let's get the good shot. Get
1: get get everything right. in the can, and then play around. That's that's my general philosophy. Is I find that I ex- I love to get in the can that that I, and play around. Uh, <laughs> you know what we've been doing lately, Bure? What's that? We've been having some good interaction on with uh, with our with our listeners on the Facebook page, and I think that we've been neglecting them a little bit. Okay. Because I, in the last like four or five times we've recorded, I'm like, man, we're getting some good comments and messages and emails. I'm like. We should really talk about it on the show. And then you and I just get talking and we totally ignore everybody else.
0: Well, I mean, let's be, you know, no one, no one is as interesting as we are. To ourselves. To ourselves. <laughs>
1: no, no, I don't find anyone as interesting as I find That's myself. True. <laughs> That's true. It's
0: a burden. It's, a, it's tough to be this cool,
1: man. It, it is. It really is. Um, <laughs> so I got a really cool idea for for an episode that we're going to take from uh, from a listener who wrote in. This is from Amanda Wilson. She said... There should be a whole podcast of crazy stories someday. The names will be changed to protect the innocent until proven guilty. War stories are the best. Great way to pass the time when you're stuck at the table with the DJ and the coordinator while you wait for your cold, terrible vendor meal to arrive after everyone else has finished eating. Said, I've only been doing weddings since 2005, and I've seen the bride's dad streak naked. I've seen a bride's sister streak with the groomsmen. I've seen the bride and groom getting into knockdown fight after the cake smash. I've had a groom (laughs) leave the wedding. I've had a bride almost pull a runaway bride. I don't know if it happens more to female photographers than male photographers, but I feel like we get a front row seat to drama because we aren't the relatives or best friends. We're the non-biased, never going to see these people at Thanksgiving observers. Aside from war stories... There's hero stories where someone saved the day Or you got to witness a really once in a lifetime moment Oh well, have a great week So anyway, I thought that was a pretty cool um, Not only are there some really interesting stuff in there But I think it's a good idea for a show We should do like a disaster show
0: Okay, so send us some emails Absolutely, yeah uh, Send the emails to questions at photobombpodcast.com
1: Or if email's too hard for you And you're already on the Facebook Oh yeah, just put it on Facebook Just message, uh, send a message directly to the Photobomb Podcast Facebook page Yeah, there we would, you go And we'll send But don't post
0: email. it on the Facebook page Because we want to save it for the show
1: Just uh, send us a message yeah. Send us a message,
0: <laughs> uh, and then we'll do a show about that. I think that's a really cool but idea. But I guess I yeah. haven't had anything as great happen to me as the things that she just mentioned in her email.
1: Really? Nothing? So maybe
0: it is just her. I mean, I've had some interesting stuff happen, but I've never had any. She, I, I like she mentioned streakers twice. Yeah, they're twice. Yeah. Um, Where uh, is she shooting? <laughs> that she has so many people running naked oh, you know, the I'm wedding. Look, I'm looking at her website. She's a nudist colony. Okay. Well, yeah. that explains
1: it. <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually, I, mean, I think I've told this if, if for those of you who haven't listened to every episode of the show, but I have told, <laughs> I had somebody die at a wedding once. The bride's, yeah. the bride's aunt dropped dead on, yeah. at the wedding. Which is very sad. So I mean, that's like my worst, worst story. But um,
0: good news is more cake. Go, yeah, a lot, a lot more cake to go around. One less cake eater. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> You're a bad, that is terrible bad human being. That's the guy who made the
1: golden shower reference. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. That makes me crude. It doesn't make me a
0: bad person. Okay.
1: You said it's okay. The bride's aunt right. was dead because of cake.
0: All right, we are coming to the end of yet another fantabulous episode.
1: Gosh, uh, boy, people are so lucky.
0: They are. They are. They're so lucky to know By us. By the
1: way, if you want to see um, that uh, the, the uh, creative live video for the um, 5D Mark IV review um, that they that they did a Facebook Live actually demonstrating and stuff, that's mm-hmm. on a Photobomb Facebook page. It's just a couple of entries down. So there is the whole recording of the live view is on there, and you get to see some of the really cool features actually in action. Okay, named.
0: cool. All right. Uh, if you want to uh, interact with us, uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. You can find our website at photobombpodcast.com. And it has, you can stream right from the website all of the episodes of the show, but you can also subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Pocket Cast. I believe you can subscribe. Stitcher, awesome. Can you? Sketcher, can you subscribe on Google Play? Did you get us hooked up with Google Play yet? I think so.
1: I'm going to check. Okay. So
0: that's already built into your phone, people. Google Play, if you're an Android user, is already built into your phone. So look us up on Google Play.
1: Although it's funny in looking at the statistics on our on our on our podcast. Google page, Play Music. Uh, we are overwhelmingly oh my God, yes. the iPhone users. Yeah. It like, drives me
0: nuts too because when I go places, half the people I see are Android users. And I'm like, none of these people are listening to the show because they haven't figured out how to get iPod- podcasts on their phone yet.
1: The biggest problem getting people to listen to podcasts is that people just don't know what a podcast is.
0: <laughs> Which is amazing to me because they're so big now. And it's the it's the best media out there. Yeah, I I get in my car I'm like oh podcast time I had to drive To to, to Jacksonville I'm like okay Three hours of podcast I love
1: driving to Tampa To come record Our podcast with you Because I get to
0: catch up On all my podcasts Yeah when I go to the beach A couple times a week It's an hour there And an hour back And I'm like okay great Podcast Podcast time Yeah Yeah. all right. Uh, Also you can find Gary online At HughesFearReady.com That's where I am You can find me online At com, And uh, you can find us At Focus Coming up uh, September 9th Through the 11th That's 10th Through the 12th 9th through the 11th. 9th I have. through
1: the 11th? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are yet day.
0: Saturday through Saturday, Sunday, Monday?
1: Yeah. It's a three right. day. Anyway, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's cool. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing the photo bomb live. That's right. We're so
0: going to be live bombing it. So if you're a Florida person, please come see us there. AreUinFocus.com is where you can get the information. I will be in Natick, Massachusetts. Go to ppam.com. That's September 19th. I'll be doing a full day program on weddings and five minute photography. That's going to be a fantastic program. Really looking forward to that. And Gary, anything you need to promote? Gary's book, by the way, coming out. I'm going to say it for you. Okay. Damn you. You. Your book is coming out in October. It is fantastic. It is it is so chock full of information. I you know you sent me a copy and I was reading it and it is just it is I mean kudos to you. Thanks. It only you took me, it only took me two yeah, you years did to not, put together. You did yeah. not mail in a single page on this damn. Thing. I I really did work hard on. You it. really worked really hard. Like yeah. to the point where I don't think I want to do my book because I. <laughs> Because the standard, the bar has been set so high. Because your book is very detailed on process, whereas my book is more of just a shot list. Right. And and I feel like people look at my book. Like, this is nothing compared to Gary's book. Uh, you don't you know need know to compare mean? and contrast. You know what I mean? Money. Because they're two totally different things. Uh, but still, yours is so good. The point is
1: to have a book. <laughs> that's all. You have to have a book so that you can say you've I'm a, a book, that, I'm a published author. That's I'm it, an award, winning photographer. So just it's just feel good about phoning it in. You know, yeah. just go ahead and just phone okay. it in. It's all fine. Right. I will. I am going to be at uh, Exposed, which is uh, in Chekel Island, in Georgia, and it's the convention for the Georgia PPA, and I will be speaking along with uh, Lindsey Adler and some other cool people, and that's Friday, September 30th, Saturday, October 1st. And so there's going to be a competition and it's going to be, uh, you know, it goes all the way through October 3rd, actually. So there's going to be Melanie Anderson, friend of the show, is going to be teaching there, Melanie. too. So, yeah, there's going to be some really, really good, uh, really good The classes. only guest
0: ever to be actively bleeped on our show. Yeah, we, it's the only time we've ever bleeped out <laughs> anything. <laughs> For the,
1: the foul to so if, you, so if you
0: go and you meet Melanie ask her to tell you what she said ask
1: her to tell you what she said why we had to edit her out of the show um, but yeah so it's going to be Friday September 30th all the way to Monday October 3rd um, competition classes and so I'll be doing a a, a headshot program there as well as uh, shoot um, a judging uh, competition so it should all be right. a really cool and Jekyll Island's beautiful so we're going to have a great time all awesome. right
0: that's it for us we'll see you back here next week see you later